Okay. It's time for the Plant Doctor segment on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got Kylie Last, who's a horticulturalist and TAFE teacher. And uh, yeah, how, how are you today, Kylie? I'm good, thanks, Marianne. And today we're continuing on the series about uh, soil or plant nutrients, and it's focusing on the pH of the soil, how it affects the uptake of nutrients. So where should we start with that one? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, 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 that's a very, very broad question. But uh, soil of, uh, pH of soil is kind of the first thing that I'd be testing um, to, to, for, for a whole lot of reasons. But to gain an understanding um, around what the pH of your soil is can um, you know, help with so many questions that might come up in the garden. And plant nutrition is one of those things that um, people struggle to get right. And often it leads back to uh, the pH of the soil and, and um, very, very easily tested. Um, you can buy pH kits in, you know, the, the big stores and, and they're very, very easy to use. And then you sort of get up into, the, you know, um, pH meters and getting samples and things um sent off for testing but determining the the soil ph um, allows us to be able to work out then um, where nutrient deficiencies might lie because uh, different different ph in the soil allow for different take up of nutrients and different nutrients become available or unavailable uh, depending on the on the specific ph now there's a particular chart i forgot what it's called you probably know it that has um the, the soil pH is on one axis and then it's got a diagram of how the plant takes it up depending on what the soil pH is. There is there is a, um, a very, very good graphic diagram and it, the name of it has escaped me as well. But basically what it, what it is, what it shows is that it will usually indicate um, pH from something down as low as, as 4, which is quite very acidic, um, up all the way up until maybe maybe 10, which is quite alkaline. And then what it will have is all the different uh, nutrients that are available. So you've got your, your macronutrients like your nitrogen, your phosphorus and your potassium. And then you start going into your micro and your trace uh, nutrients, you know, um, magnesium and iron and boron and all those sorts of things. And what they do is they, they show each um, each element will show its availability um, depending to the pH. So um, ideally what we like to say is that between sort of about six, a pH of six and about seven and a half or eight is your your ideal range uh, for most of those nutrients to be available. Once you start to go either side of that, um, those pH ranges, then you start to see funny things happen with the, the nutrients and they either increase or they decrease or they, they sort of drop off and, and come back up again. And it uh, the pH determines uh, what nutrients are available to uh, for the plant to take up. Now, I, I've just looked up the chart, but there is doesn't seem to be a name for it anyway. It's other than plant nutrient availability. <laughs> According to soil pH. Okay, well, that's good. Thought, oh, maybe that's maybe that's something I'm supposed to be knowing. <laughs> no, but um, the range that you mentioned, what six and a half to seven and a half, that's where yeah. the NPK or nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium is yeah. available to the plant the most. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, obviously, there are some plants that um, will grow 
and prefer to grow outside of that um, that pH range. So um, azaleas and rhododendrons, for example, like to have their pH, their ideal pH anywhere between sort of about four and a half and five and a half. So they like it very, very acidic. But in saying that too, they are adapted to the, um, the very low amounts of, you know, um, nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium that are available in the soil but they take up great amounts of iron and at that ph iron is what's readily available so um, determining the type of fertilizer that you may or you know may need to apply is really going to depend on knowing what your soil ph is because if you're uh, not knowing that your soil might um, you know, naturally be occurring at about five and a half. If you're trying to apply something that's, um, you know, trying to apply a high nitrogen fertilizer in that type of soil, you're really um, doing yourself a disservice and, and may actually cause a, a toxicity of that particular um, nutrient. Right. Now, what are the first signs of uh, nitrogen deficiency that you would see in a plant? Okay, so first signs of nitrogen deficiency, and this probably one of the ones that's that's more obvious is signs of nitrogen deficiency you'll generally start to see that the leaves go a little bit yellow okay so you you might sort of um see that it's really the plant's got a bit of poor growth it's not really putting on lots of of new leaves and and obviously the time of year is going to affect that too like right now in the middle of winter you wouldn't expect that it's going to be putting on lots of new growth but it, you know come springtime and the warmer weather if it's not sort of Putting all the all that lush new new leaves and all that sort of thing that, that that's one thing that can indicate um, a nitrogen deficiency. The yellowing of the leaves um, is another, and you'll start to notice too that the the newer the newer leaves that are that are on the plant sort of go like a pale greeny colour, and the older leaves down towards the bottom of the plant start to yellow, and that, they'll actually start to you know brown and and dry up. Um, and that that's one of the the sure sign ways that there's a bit of a nitrogen deficiency going on. So r- rather than getting the high nitrogen fertilizer out and pouring it all over the plant, mm-hmm. um, the first thing I guess would be then to make sure you've got the right pH. Absolutely. Mm. Everything comes back to pH really when you're talking about soils, um, plant nutrition, um, you know, pH is really the, and it's, it's such an easy test to do, but it's it's really the first thing that you, you need to do before you really need to work out what sort of fertilizer you, um, you, need, you need to apply. Okay. Now, should we mention the other deficiencies for phosphorus and potassium? Because they're a bit more complicated, aren't they? They are a bit more complicated and quite often they'll come down to a deficiency in something else or a, de- or a toxicity in something else. Um, just, right. um, just let, let me double check for a moment because yep. I'm just going to double check before I say um, what some of the signs are. I know phosphorus deficiency is like purpling of the leaves. Yeah. So let me yep. just double check. Yep. Yep. I'll just pause it. Pause yeah. It. Pause. Um, but phosphorus deficiencies you'll quite often see in – um, in crops and things. Now, um, phosphorus deficiencies are usually observed um, in low pH soils, so pH that's sort of less than five, those really acidic type soils. Um, and you'll start to see that <clears throat> in some of the early stages of the the leaves and things, they'll start to change to like this really weird purpley bluey kind of colour along the edge of the, the lower plant leaves. 
Um, and that's that's an indication that there's a bit of a phosphorus deficiency going on, which, um, as we spoke about previously, phosphorus sort of contributes to healthy root systems and, um, you know, building, you know, healthy cells within plants and, and all those sorts of things. So phosphorus is, is a little bit more, deficiency is a little bit more rare, um, but that's the sort of signs that you'd be looking for is that um, typically green leaves start to develop a bit of a purpley, bluish tinge to them. And would um, would you say that accompanying that is that the new leaves tend to be a little bit smaller than they're supposed to be? Yes, mm. yes. So it's a bit of stunting in growth as well. So sometimes uh, deformity can um, accompany oh. that too. That That's quite severe deficiency. Um, but like a, a mild to moderate de- phosphorus deficiency, yes, you would see a bit of stunting in the in the new growth. Okay, and we could just touch on potassium deficiency, probably. Do you want to check on what that is? Yeah, I'm just looking up now. That's all right. Yeah, I've forgotten. I think stunting is. Yeah, is and um, a bit of chlorosis, I think too. Oh right. Oh okay. Okay, so potassium potassium deficiency, again, is a little bit more rare, um, but it, it's sort of poor overall health, um, and you'll start to see the older leaves, so the ones that are sort of lower down on the plant, will, will again turn yellow, and then they will um, sort of crisp up and they'll, they'll dry and die off. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think I've seen that on some plants. Not necessarily mine. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, but again, all of these deficiencies. The best thing to do, as we've talked about, is to do the pH test, which yes, is yes, yes. And just, sorry, just coming back to the potassium deficiency, yeah. um, is often mistaken sometimes for dehydration. Um, the as the the edges of the leaves tend to dry off and and crisp up. Um, people often think that that's um, as a as a result of of low like little water. And so we'll often sort of exacerbate the problem because they're um, just adding more water as opposed to adding nutrients as well, and and especially in pots, can quite often leach the soil of more nutrients um, as you start to add more and more water, thinking that the deficiencies um, are like a burning, scorching problem rather than a, a nutrient deficiency problem. Right. Yeah, you're right. It is quite complicated. So the best thing to do is do a soil pH test. And in the next segment, when we meet up again, we perhaps can talk about how to correct these deficiencies somehow. And yeah, uh, yeah. so it's been lovely chatting with you, uh, Kylie. And uh, let's meet up again soon. Thanks. Pleasure, Marianne.